0: Mm-hmm.
1: Hello everyone, welcome to Totally Your Prize Was Always Cool, the little town with a dark secret. I'm Ashley, and I'm joined as always by your friend and mine, Molly. Hey, hi, it's me, Molly. You got Luke
2: with us. Hello. Uh, really long name of this town. <laughs> <laughs>
0: this town's I got a pod- really long name. I could
2: have said podcast
1: with a dark secret, <laughs> yeah. but uh, I don't think that's a secret a, to anyone. Yeah, no, no, no. no. We,
2: everybody knows that we have a dark secret. That's not, yeah. Yeah that's you, not you, news. <laughs> that's just much, that's just been clear from the beginning. Much like Twin Peaks itself, perhaps our
3: dark side is not as hidden as we pretend.
2: Yeah, some, it also it also lives in the woods. Wouldn't you know it? <laughs> Wouldn't you know it? <laughs> um, look what
3: you been doing? What have I been doing? Uh, let me think here. I mean, Christmas happened, so that
2: was part
3: that's of what so true. I did.: Christmas did happen. Y- you get anything good as a gift?
2: Uh you know I didn't really do much gifts with folks this year which is fine by no. me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
3: What, what what about you Ashley? You get any cool presents?
2: Um I got a
1: thing that I can like wrap around my body and then it holds a phone. So like a belt. <laughs> no like It's like a Have you ever seen when like people have like those big camera rigs like harness uh, oh, that okay, sure, yes. It's used to, like, help prop up the camera. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. What if that just held a phone? Okay, okay.
2: Right in front of your face.
1: Yeah. I see. Yeah. All right. Uh, and then my girlfriend got me a, a, a GG plush from Kiki's Delivery Service. Aw. And very that's, it's, that's very cute.
3: Yeah. I got, uh that Lego set they did of the question mark block for Mario that has, like, a bunch of little tiny Mario 64 levels inside of it. I think mean, game-wise, from Legos to another thing for children. <laughs> Let me have uh-huh. a little fucking game called Hot Wheels Unleashed. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, we talked about it a couple weeks ago that I was feeling a little, like, I don't know, left out because fucking everybody loves Forza Horizon, and I tried it, and I'm like, I just... I don't get it, it's not fun to me I'm just not seeing what people see in this And that's fine But, you know uh, So, I had heard that this Hot Wheels game they put out this year Was weirdly good So, I got it And it's weirdly really good (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
1: I I played all of it and thought it was okay But I think, like, you really like it I'm fucking into
3: it, yeah It's got the things I want out of a racing game, like a boost button and, like, sick drifting, which I know Forza has, but, like, no, it doesn't. Not the way I want it. It's got the way cars actually work, and who wants that? Yeah, fuck that. Yeah, uh uh-huh. It's, like, all the tracks are just, like, made out of, like, the shitty plastic Hot Wheels track, and there's, like, a small number of backgrounds that are things like... Your basement, the skate park, this abandoned building that we just built a Hot Wheels track in, Uh, and, like, there's, it's, like, textured so that, like, you can see, like, fingerprints all over the plastic and shit, it's just, it's very cute, and the racing is very fun, and weirdly hard,
2: it's a weirdly difficult game. Thirty-five bucks is almost the point where I'm like, maybe. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it was like sixty, no, yeah, probably not. No, not. no,
3: no, yeah. no. Um, they but on do sale have, for have,
2: thirty-five. I'm like, mm.
3: I don't even think it's on sale for thirty-five. I think that's what it costs. No, it's on, it's on sale for thirty-five. Was oh, right it on now. sale? Okay, okay, yeah. yeah. Um, they do have like a season pass thing, which I have not bought. Absolutely not. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which the the thing that would almost convince me to do it is that it has a whole separate like. Campaign of like different tracks, but yeah, meh. I've I've got enough from the base. Uh It is Batman themed, the DLC, so that's okay. You know, if if that's up your alley,
2: I do enjoy um, the Batman.
1: Yeah, yeah, they they have a lot of like cars from like the crossover events they've done before.
3: Yeah, yeah, there's cars modeled after Street Fighters. God, if you want to drive a red van with M Bison's hat from
2: Street Fighter, that's something this game can give you. Um the the main thing I know about uh Hot Wheels cars is that there's two of them in Forza. So really, uh huh. We're, we're all we're all here together. I mean, which two though? Uh I don't I don't remember. Cuz I it,
3: if it's not there's the roller toaster, goofy, it's not it the can roller
2: There is a car
3: that is like a VW bug that is also a toaster. And yeah. the toast pops up every time you hit the nitro. Yes. And you, I, there's a lot of sick jumps, and you can use the sticks to, like, rotate yourself in the air while you're doing sick jumps. And sometimes you can do that to, like, fuck up uh, on purpose to land on a different part of the track. It's a good time. I, mean, it I pretty got good. got
1: the bus, and then I was extremely sad that they had taken down uh, the Down With Cis paint job someone made. <laughs> That's fucked up.
2: That's fucked up that they would do that.
3: Yeah. Uh... Perhaps my biggest criticism of it so far is that the Barbie bus is locked behind that season pass. Fuck. You cannot get Barbie's dream bus unless you pony up an extra 15 bucks. Or you can buy it individually for like $2, but come on now. Fuck that. Yeah. Uh,
1: The Forza ones that have Hot Wheels is the Bone Shaker.
3: I see. Which is a, a hot rod that has a skull on the front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I do have a similar, like, along those lines, I have unlocked the Rigor Motor, which is just a casket with wheels and an engine.
2: Yeah, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, right. (laughs) It's a good game. I'm having a blast with it. Sounds fun.
3: Yeah. Great. Yeah, that's me. (laughs) Ashley.
1: Uh, So... I've still been playing uh, Assassin's Creed. Uh, I I got a uh, a bit ago, but I was just playing it a bit before we uh, started uh, the Escape Room Simulator,
0: <laughs> oh, okay.
1: which is like a game that's like made for you to like play multiple and usually like to stream. Yeah, sure. Um, but it's fun just for me to like have it as a like just single player puzzle game.
0: Hmm.
1: I know. I was like, you know, like trying to like, like, all right. I gotta, I gotta do some math, which really hurts, but yeah, I got <laughs> through it.
2: Let me tell you about a post um, game that doesn't have Eddie Math uh, called The Witness. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Just sucking in air through your. <laughs>
1: Listen, I am too dumb for The Witness and Baba
3: is you. Those are.
2: To be fair, The Witness,
3: you could probably apply some graph theory to The Witness puzzles.
2: Yeah, that's probably true.
3: (laughs) Um,
1: but... Yeah, no, it's... Like, right at my level of, like, problem solving. Uh Uh-huh. It's, like, all, like, very, like, physics-based. And, like, the way that, like, an actual escape room would be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you're, like, inputting codes and, like, picking things up and... But no, yeah, it's a lot of fun um, For movies, I I'll watch The Matrix Resurrections uh, With my girlfriend on Christmas Day Yeah uh, I had a lot of fun with that Yeah um, Me and Luke and Crystal talked about it for a long, long time We sure did uh, So you could really hear all my thoughts there uh, And then I, I watched the Santa Claus sequels Uh Okay, okay. Yeah, just because Blink Check did commentary to it and I wanted to listen. Right. I think the first Santa Claus is like a fine Christmas movie.
3: Sure. Yeah. I like it better than Polar Express, which is a low bar, but it's a bar. (laughs) One of the only things I remember about the original Santa Claus is them explaining that actually it's totally possible for Santa to deliver presents all in one night because of time zones. I think they'd say that, yeah. Um, Yeah.
1: But, you know, I I like its kind of view of the North Pole. Yeah. It's got some cute stuff. Santa Claus 2, not good. No? (laughs) But Mm. compared to Santa Claus 3, a masterpiece. (laughs) (laughs) Santa Claus 3, Wolf Buddy. Santa Claus 3 makes Santa Claus 2 look like Santa Claus 1. I was trying to avoid that, but yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh... Yeah, Santa Claus 3 has Martin Short play Jack Frost, and then they, like, pull a bit of It's a Wonderful Life plot, but only for, like, ten minutes at the very end. Uh-huh. And the rest of the is just Martin Short, like, vamping forever.
3: Yeah. And I like Martin Short, but he's not good here. <laughs> right, right.
2: He's there for the paycheck.
3: Oh, he is Although I guess to be fair, there is surprisingly little It's a Wonderful Life stuff in It's a Wonderful Life I mean, yes, true, but <laughs> that like That sequence is not a huge part of the movie Yes Um uh, It's just like
1: The the movie, like, you know, It's a Wonderful Life is not sold on that It's sold on it kind of now Right But, uh, Santa Claus 3, the escape clause, of course Right,
3: yeah, of course Um, uh,
1: we all know Uh Really solid on itself is that Jack Frost will become Santa, uh-huh. and there's about five minutes of Jack Frost being Santa. Right. I don't know. I did. I spend time, maybe not wisely.
2: I mean, listen. It's my, you friend,
1: can... it's my vacation week. Let me go.
2: You can do whatever you want.
1: I was going to do roast whatever you, for you want. Yeah,
3: you watch all the yeah. Santa Clauses you want. Thank you. Uh, you watch all the weird Tim Allen weight gain TF fanfic you <laughs> would want. There's a lot of,
1: like, weight gain stuff in the first one. Like, yeah. really just... Like, yes. I, I know, but, like, there's, like, scenes of him, like, just, like, in, like, full, like, camera focused on his belly
3: as he shakes it. As he shakes it, shakes uh-huh. it yes!
1: <laughs>
0: yes.
3: <laughs> Who wrote I do remember that them doing sick. any of that for the, the lady he marries in the Mrs. Claus.
1: <laughs> no, they specifically do not have her. She, at the very end of the first one, like, or, like, second one, like, has, like... A little makeup to make her look a bit older. Uh Uh-huh. And then they just get rid of that for the third one. But it does lead to a weird point where she is just a kind of normal-looking woman married to
3: Santa Claus. Yeah, that does feel a bit like coward shit to me. Oh, it absolutely is. If you're gonna do it, then fucking commit. It always
1: seems like they're like, okay, we have a huge plot to, like, make it so that Tim Allen doesn't have to wear Santa Claus' makeup for the entire movie. Right. But then they just, like, throw in another thing that makes it so that he has to wear more makeup. Uh, Yeah. Like in Santa Claus 2, the Mrs. Claus. Unofficially.
2: (laughs) Uh, But is that not the actual title of the movie? No, it doesn't appear on screen. I just figured it would be the Santa Claus 2. Why do... Wait, why... I have have very vivid memories of being
3: called the Mrs. Claus. What?
1: I think it was referred to in some places and on some box art as the Mrs. Claus. Huh. Okay. Real Mandela effect. Yeah, I mean the right. Mrs. Claus <laughs>
3: is a phrase said in the movie. Yes. Okay.
1: Um. But in that one, he ends up also playing a toy Santa, which has like the most in- like incredible fucking. Not like incredible, like it's really impressive. Incredible, like there's just so much of it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Makeup to make him look Both like Santa and like a toy Right
2: It's kind of a nightmare, I saw it
1: It's kind of a nightmare, he also at one point Dresses up like a fascist Like Mussolini Uh Uh-huh Because he becomes a fascist Right, right Decides to give everyone coal
3: As you do Yes Mm -hmm. I feel like That's pretty low stakes Like, it's gonna be a bummer I have seen movies with more serious consequences to the bad guy winning than everybody getting coal for Christmas. Well, because then he wouldn't
1: uh, become Santa again because he would have lost it to... Oh,
3: I see. uh, If he completes the transaction, then he is declared Santa.
1: Well, if
3: uh, the Santa
1: Claus of this movie, if Tim Allen does not find a wife... Right. Uh, then he will no longer be Santa, right? And the Santa, like, and then it, like, will be bestowed upon this toy Santa who will give cold to everyone forever. Right, right. Okay. okay. So
2: this just seems like no biggie. <laughs> I know this is a kids' movie, so it's right, kind of we a gotta buy, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You have to approach it from a childlike yeah.
3: perspective. Yes. Of, oh no, yeah. no Santa, because. When you lose that, yeah, there's. Th- it's not that big a deal. <laughs> yeah, these
1: are kids. Uh, these are show. Oh, these are movies made for kids. I can't this is believe why we can't keep
2: doing this.
3: I can't believe this children's Christmas movie doesn't stand up to scrutiny.
1: Yeah, weird. Anyway, I watched 170 movies this year. God,
2: it's <laughs> a lot of movies. There's a high number of films. That's almost a movie every other day. Yep. Yeah uh molly uh yeah what's up what have you been doing played a lot of fucking loop hero dude yeah yeah <laughs> played a lot of fucking wow. loop hero uh game's fucking great i don't know what it's to tell you i like it i like it a lot uh great little thing you just have going while uh perhaps you're editing audio <laughs> sure that makes sense yeah because yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't have to look at it too much right a uh, fun little game. I I don't know that I have like a ton to say about it. Uh, I know it's come up. I know Luke, you were talking about it when it came out. Yeah. Uh, great game. Uh, it was yeah. it was on sale on uh, the Epic Games Store, mm-hmm. uh, which is why I started playing it. Does it show you like your last? Yeah. So I ended up playing thirty hours of it since uh, <laughs> since uh Friday, and it's Wednesday yeah. now. So. Um, and by playing, I do mean just kind of letting it go. Uh-huh. You just don't have to do that much. But it is fun to watch your guy get more numbers. It is fun to watch your guy get more numbers. It's like not quite an idle game, but it kind of is. It's almost an idle game. It's almost. Yeah. It is just enough where I'm like, yes, I have just enough input over this to feel like I have done something here. Right, right. Yeah, really, really good. Really liked it. Uh, really is it bad. Go ahead. I was gonna say I really wish there was more than the three classes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it feels a little. So you hey, unlock them pretty fast. You unlock them pretty fast, so I expected some of the like later buildings to uh, have like one or two more, but they don't, and I guess that's fine. But I wasn't disappointed. Yeah. Necromancer gang. Necromancer is
3: pretty fucking cool.
2: Love to love to stack summon quality and summon only the coolest skeletons.
3: I definitely did appreciate that, like, okay, the first guy is like, a warrior. All right, yeah, of course. Second guy's a rogue. Third one's just going to be, like, a mage.
2: I get it. You're going to be shooting fire. Oh, it's Necromancer. Okay, well, that's cooler than it could have been. Yeah, it's just straight Necromancer. It's great. Love that about it. I I felt kind of bad, like, that the
1: second you were explaining this and you said cards, like, my eyes glazed over.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It is not...
3: A card game in the way you're thinking, really
2: Yeah, it's it's not a card game in the way you're thinking Also, I mean, that's what I do when you start Talking about movies, sadly, so <laughs> No, listen, I understand <laughs> Yeah, I don't need
1: anyone to always Listen, I just want to say things <laughs> no, Of course
2: I am listening, I just don't have much to say about The cinema, besides the cinema We're enjoying here for the yeah. show Yeah, I, I was like yeah, That's, I was that's listen- the Cinema, I'm talking about
1: The cinema, the cinema Listen, and I was also thinking. It's just like I was like, I could stop the thought process of, "Am I going to buy this?
3: <laughs> oh, <laughs> or yes. am I going to
2: download this?" No, don't bother. You wouldn't like it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll tell you, it's not a game for you.
3: Yeah, because what I was about to say is, yeah, it's not really a card game. It's more of a
2: board game. Oh, right. No, never mind.
3: Yeah, it, no, is, no, it no, is. It is kind of a
2: board game. You put the pieces down, and you get some stuff back, and then you go around, and you you land on the board, and you do the stuff. You get a bonus every time you pass go. Fuck those stupid little goblin camps. Oh, fuck those goblin camps. I've had it up to here with goblin camps. God, yes. Fuck off. It's what I use my first Oblivion card on every fucking time. It's the first goblin camp that shows up.
3: Yep. Fucking goblin
2: camp. Eat shit. Uh, yeah. So, I I'm at the last chapter of that thing. Yeah. Um, and, um... I guess kind of spoilers for Loop Hero, but there's a boss rush, and I was like, I don't know if that's what I want from this game. Mmm, I see. Did you get to the last chapter, Luke? No, I didn't.
3: I, I'm i not even positive I beat the second boss. I fought the second boss. I just don't it know hits if I you, won. It
2: hits you. There's a, there, there is a boss meter in the upper left. I never noticed it until like the third chapter. Yeah. Uh, that tells you like how close you're getting to the point where they will throw a boss at you. Right. Um. And... When you go to the fourth chapter, which I assume is the last one, uh, it is divided into four sections. And I'm like, well, I see. I guess I have to fight the first chapter boss way earlier than I would normally fight him, which means I'm getting my ass beat because he doesn't do less damage. Oof. Yeah. So I was like, you know, I don't know about all this. Kind of iffy.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: But it's fine. We'll see if I go back. I I I will probably keep playing it cuz it's fun. Sure. I don't know if I will beat it because that Ah, eh, we'll see. I I might look something like what's the best way to beat this game. Listen, I did not successfully slay the spire until this year. I've never slayed the spire. It yeah. seems really hard. It's really fucking hard. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh
1: I I have I've also yet to play the spire.
2: Yeah, that, that sounds like you. <laughs> yeah. I played that game a little bit. I'm like, yeah, this is cool. And then I just closed it. Uh, yeah, you got, like, really into it for, like, a day. And I was like, oh, great. I got a buddy. We can, like, do the daily challenges.
3: Again. Oh, no, you're not logging into it anymore. Okay, that's fine.
2: <laughs> yeah, sorry. It's just not that fun. <laughs> I I am happy for those of you who enjoy it, but it's not for me.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, they, I like that game a lot. There's people that are so much deeper on Slay the Spire than
2: I am. Yes, uh Autumn uh has played oh, yeah. I think yeah. 1500 hours of Slay the Spire or some shit. Yeah, like I'm that. not there. Just uh, that's not where I'm not at. Just cuz it's just easy to turn on. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know what I did, actually, that I completely forgot about until right now, is I played all of Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. Oh, yeah!
3: Yeah. <laughs> and I was the kid with the vein coming out of his forehead as you talked about not liking
2: the story. <laughs> just yeah. like, don't fucking... Listen. It's not <laughs> worth arguing about. She's not entitled worth arguing to opinion, about just it shut the fuck up. <laughs> I, have, I have no Metal Gear knowledge, so I'm sure for somebody who does, these may hit better. Sure. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, the chop, when you chop the guys up, my god The chopping is very good Why hasn't anybody else made a game about chopping stuff up? It's a great fucking question, I've been saying (laughs) All I want to do
3: is dig my fist into my enemy and grab his spinal cord out And eat it through my
2: hand to recharge my health bar Raiden is a vampire Yes Yeah They literally call him a vampire at the start. Do they? Oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah, fucking,
3: uh, uh, I'm blanking on his name. The, you, one of your Intel guys like, but be careful. You don't get a taste for human blood and like does like a vampire thing at the camera. Are you talking about the doctor? No, it's not the doctor. doctor. It's, um, the fucking, oh, I'm blanking on his name. He's like a voice actor that is in like fucking everything. He's the guy with like the question mark mug that's like constantly moving it. So the, so Courtney doesn't like knock it off the counter.
2: Oh, oh, that guy. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know who that guy is. It, I think... Uh, is it Kevin? No, I think it's an M name. Might be, Kevin might be the first name of his actor. Oh, okay. <laughs> Kevin Conroy. It's not Kevin Conroy. It's not Kevin Conroy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, that, that game's pretty fun. Uh, Colin every time. <laughs> who?
1: I, I was making a dumb joke. Oh, I, I said did, Colin Corth. Oh, Colin Korth.
0: <laughs> Great.
3: Um Phil Lamar, that's his name, and the guy's name is Kevin.
2: Okay. Alright.
3: A lot of excitement <laughs> on that one. Sorry, I was just excited to realize what I was It's okay. <laughs> I was
2: struggling to remember it and I was I was glad to finally get it. Um I think that uh, first of all, um it, the whoever put the stealth sections in this game needs to go to hell. The stealth sections uh, or, are not very good, or the recommended stealth. And Here's then the they thing get to me, mad at I don't at me actually when I don't do mind it. the stealth sections, except that you gotta actually
3: stealth through them to get like the best grade. If it was just a joke about like, yeah, who fucking cares? Why bother sneaking? That's fine. That's funny. But as soon as you expect me to actually sneak, no, eat shit. Yes, that's not what the game is made Fuck for. Off.
2: This is a this is a game where I chop guys up and you want me to not chop the guys up? Yeah. Fuck off. Go to hell. Fuck you. Um, and then the other thing is they should have made they should have number one, they should have made the monsoon boss fight good. Um, hmm. I think is what they should have done. Hmm. There's too okay. much there's too much downtime with the fucking he's throwing stuff at you. Okay, yeah, I'll give you that. There's two yes. different there's two different sections where he throws different stuff at you and it's not fun or interesting. Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. I, I will grant you that. The rematch was fun. I had a great right, time with it the rematch because he doesn't do that.
3: Right. It's just he throws the smoke bomb and then does the big combo on you and you got to block it all. Yes, it's great. I loved I loved well, I to block the block I, I think if you perfect parry that whole combo, it should fucking stun him so you can beat the shit out of him because yeah, that's it hard should, to but do. but it doesn't.
2: Fucking asshole. Uh, yeah. And then the other thing they should have made good was the Metal Gear Excelsior fight. Mm-hmm. That that fight just sucks. It's just I, Not fun. It is certainly not my favorite part of that game. I didn't have a problem with it. It's just it's just not fun. I just don't like it when he does the big stompy and you can't do much except for walk away. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I want to fight. Get I want to fight the guy. You don't get to fight the guy. You just wait for him to do attacks. Yeah, I hear you. You can't parry it. What's the point if what's the point of fighting the big guy if you can't parry him? Yeah, yeah. I hear you. I tried to parry the big foot. It did not go well. You do get to parry his big sword. That's not the same though. <laughs> like that's cool. That's it was a cool end of boss fight sequence. Yeah. But I wanted to parry the foot. That's fair. I wanted to be fair. the big strong I'm a I'm a strong cyborg boy. What's mm-hmm. going on here? Yeah. Uh, oh, and then I thought all oh, the Armstrong Fight stuff kind of sucked Oh I like the Armstrong fight The actual fight part Oh you're saying, the, the stuff where it's like you have to lose but or like four times you have to lose Yeah uh, that's And fair. then uh, all those cut scenes where they have to Really build up this guy because he hasn't been in the game For the last ten hours <laughs> Right yeah, yeah I That's mean- uh, not ideal pacing for me I mean, that is just kind of Metal Gear. That's one of well, those things where, yeah, if you knew they what you'd get uh, out of Metal Gear, that's oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, this is a Metal Gear game. I get it. Maybe they should make those games good then. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm once again becoming the vain kid. I know, I'm doing it on purpose at this point, but <laughs> I'm just eating popcorn over here. <laughs> uh, Overall, it's a good time. I mean, I I beat it on normal. I complained on Twitter, and then I loaded it back up to play on hard mode, new game plus. So yeah, yeah, say <laughs> yeah. Say what you I, will about it. Chopping guys up is fun, and I could skip the cutscenes now. Yeah. Um, Except for I, apparently that monologue from the guy who tells you that yeah, it's cool that you're super twisted. The wait, the which... monsoon monologue apparently oh not yeah because skippable. it's like in engine or whatever yeah Stupid. yeah yeah. What are you gonna say, Ashley? Um, that was going to make a dumb joke. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I was going to say, um, from my experience, you
3: might be tempted to, hey, I, if all I care about is chopping dudes up, maybe I should try the VR missions. Don't try the VR missions. They're not very good.
2: Oh, no, I didn't think to do that at all.
3: Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, just oh, wanted no, to no. be safe. Oh, oh no, yeah, no. I, I was going to say, like, I saw you tweeting about, like, how, like, oh, good, I hated that, hated that. And then I like, I walked in and you were playing it yeah, like the intro
2: again. I'm like, <laughs> wait, hold on. Yeah, and then I was like, you know what? They had they had the one thing right. They did do rules of nature. They did do rules of they nature were right on that about Metal Gear one thing. Fight. They were right about that being good. Uh huh. Um. So yeah, that's you know that was that was good. Uh, yeah. And what was the other thing? I was gonna say something else. Uh, it's pretty racist. Also. Yeah. Yeah. Also, the game's pretty racist. Yeah, <laughs> can't can't help uh, but that one. Yeah, uh, yeah. I got I got no I got, no I got nothing for to say one. about that besides pretty racist. That's that's the long and short of it. Yeah. Um, it's fun though. Yeah. And then that I se- played more Final Fantasy. There's Plan that security sports.
3: guard that likes is just reading hentai. That that guy's in that game.
2: <laughs> What's up with that dude? D- exactly. What you see is what you get with him. He
3: likes pizza and Naked Anime Girls. I don't know what to tell you. He does have...
2: Okay, so he does have the Naked Anime Girls uh, manga in his hands. That's not the part I'm confused about. The part I'm confused about is the poster he has put up in the security checkpoint of the Naked Girls manga. Uh Uh-huh. That's the part where I'm like, my guy. Well... I mean, he's working in a
3: company owned by Sonny, who was raised by Otacon, the biggest anime nerd alive, so
2: she probably doesn't understand that that's not okay. Yeah, she thinks this is okay. I don't know. I'm not being sold on these games right now. (laughs) Anyway, um, yeah, that's that's the stuff I did. I don't usually uh, have that much to talk about, but you know, uh, video games. I was gaming. Uh, this next month, I have to play Dragon Age Origins So don't expect me to talk about shit Because I'm going to be miserable Yeah, rip <laughs> Yeah, rip to me Um, Twin Peaks Twin Peaks Twin Peaks Television Television Rest in Pain
3: Rest in Pain is the name of this episode That's true
0: uh,
3: <laughs> we open up with uh,
1: uh, Dale Cooper waking up, and uh, oh fuck, I forgot the name of this character. Audrey. Audrey. <laughs> yeah,
3: I kept on wanting to say Amanda, but I knew that no. wasn't it. And no, so yeah, Audrey, it's Audrey is like hiding behind a post inside like the dining room, waiting for Dale Cooper to come down the hall. Love this little she's got freak.
2: A big old crush on him. She does. Again, I love this little freak. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. (laughs) She is is a freak, especially in this one. Yeah, no, I,
3: uh, yeah, Audrey being a little freak is nothing that's gonna go away anytime soon. I love that (laughs) for us. But also, like, Cooper is like,
1: hey, I know that you were the one who sent me this thing, and, like, she's trying to act all flirty.
3: Right, she's flirting with him while he just is getting her to sign her name so he can compare the handwriting to the card he got. Because she's also wearing the fucking perfume she scented the card
2: with. Right. She's not good at this. No. Well, or maybe she didn't want to be good at this. Yeah, that's true. Maybe she wanted to be found out. Yeah, perhaps she wanted to be found out so she could talk to uh, Colonel Cooper. Right. It's just
1: Agent Audrey.
2: Yeah. Special Agent. Special Agent.
1: Agent. Yeah. Uh, But we also learned that Laura Palmer worked at the perfume desk, which... Yep
2: is Give code us. is code for uh what I jacks basically. Yep, yep.
3: Uh Cooper also tells her that uh the slant in her handwriting indicates a romantic longing in her heart. Sure, buddy. <laughs> Cuz <Because> apparently <laughs> yeah. that's a thing you can tell from handwriting.
2: Oh no, that's the thing my my great aunt used to say that shit about my handwriting. No, yeah,
3: like, no, I've definitely heard people say like, "Oh yeah, you can yeah, like use you're handwriting, like, fortune-telling, basically. Yes. Uh, it's just fun to hear it come from Agent Dale Cooper. Yes.
2: Of course he believes in that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's funny how, like, in the
3: first episode, he is just the ultra-straight-faced, like, detective who's just brilliant and, like, knows all the clues and forensic shit. And just every episode lumps in more, yeah, he's also got this wackadoo thing he thinks is true. And it's, it kind of works out, so maybe it is? Who can say?
1: Yeah, because pretty soon uh, Lucy and uh, Harry Truman show up and uh, he explains his dream and they're like,
3: oh, (laughs) yeah. But before that, yeah, they sit down and he uh, orders breakfast and he wants ham and pancakes. And as he lets them know, uh, nothing beats the the taste sensation when maple syrup and ham (laughs) collide.
2: (laughs) You know what? He's right, though. He is right. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not going to argue with him on yeah. that. He's He is right about this. They are,
3: like, Truman is kind of on edge because he got that fucking phone call last week. he's like, okay, yeah, great, you got breakfast. Who killed Laura Palmer? And Cooper just takes himself a big sip of coffee. Yeah, yeah, that's
2: the good shit right there.
3: <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, let me tell you about
1: my dream. <laughs>
3: and I I don't think this is how he means it, but knowing where this is going to go, it feels a little bit like he's stalling for time. It's like, well, Webster's Dictionary defines killing as...
2: (laughs) He's writing an essay on
3: who was the killer
2: by explaining Uh what a killer is first.
3: He absolutely does not know who the killer is. Um, But he explains that uh, the dream he had last night is a code waiting to be broken. If
2: you can break, break the code, the you can code solve the crime. Solve the crime. <laughs> yeah. I love Lucy so much. Yes. I would kill and die for her. Uh-huh.
3: <laughs> so, he basically just summarizes uh the dream sequence from last episode uh, with a, with a bit more like
1: written in that like you probably would have gotten from the t- the TV movie. Absolutely.
3: Yes. Yeah, we like hawk sketches a uh you know Picture of Bob that Sarah is seeing in her visions. Uh, he also mentions Mike and Truman. Understandably, is immediately like, oh, you mean Mike and Bobby? Yeah, I did. Re- I also had forgot that those two dudes were named Mike and Bobby. Uh huh. Yeah, different Mike, different Bob.
1: Uh, and like, yeah, like he fills in like the the oh, it was twenty five years later thing.
3: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And uh, he t- he gives like this whole spiel about like do you know where dreams come from it's this chemical in your brain that like generates these pictures in your head but nobody knows why we get these particular pictures each night and uh he says that Laura whispered the name of the killer into his ear but he forgot what she said yeah (laughs) and I love Truman's reaction which is genuinely like ah shit we almost had him (laughs) If only you remembered that one detail from this fucked up dream you had. Yes.
2: (laughs) Like he's 100% bought in. Yeah. Which, you know. Yeah.
3: Cooper needs to get a pen and paper next. He's got the tape recorder. This is really, you fucked up on this
2: one, Coop. Yeah, he did. This was on him.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Maybe he already forgot by the time you woke up. I'm saying before he went back to sleep. Oh, you're saying even when he woke up yeah, to call Yeah, even when Perry, he woke up to call. He didn't realize he had forgotten already. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Um, but Cooper is still convinced that this dream will solve the murder for them. Like he said, crack the code, solve the crime. He thinks everything in it is symbolically significant, and it will lead them to the murder. Um, yeah. Yeah. But also there's a fight at the morgue. Also there's a fight going on at the morgue.
2: Now... This Albert man I would simply kill him <laughs> I would not protect him from anything Yeah I would push it, him into in, in front of
3: a train He is in a screaming match With Doc Hayward beca- Basically because uh, Doc wants to get Laura's body Prepped for the funeral later today And Albert's like What the fuck are you talking about I still have autopsy work to do To solve this murder uh, And just being you know Albert about it just being the biggest dick in the universe Yes Yeah, uh, like, he he has points to make But he
1: is just being the worst about it Yeah, so if I he
2: would maybe talk to them They could maybe get through this Right, like, divorced from the people in the scene I I agree with Albert's position on this Yes, if he <gasps> needs to run tests on the body Because there was a murder Right Maybe he should run more tests on the body like, the thing he says
3: is, you can have a funeral whenever you want, I can't do these tests anytime but now. Yes. And, yeah, like, if Cooper were here arguing this, I think he could convince Doc Hayward that this is the right thing to do.
2: Yes, but he is not, uh, and unfortunately, Albert is going to make such a big ass of himself that it is not reparable.
3: Yeah, yeah, he does, yeah. Uh, he is a dick to Ben, uh, who's also here for dubious reasons, and I appreciate that.
2: Yeah, I, I guess, are they dubious reasons? I guess he's, I would he's imagine a, he's, he's Leland's he's here friend. here to
3: speak for Leland, yeah, speak. Uh, who can't be here right now.
2: I, he's like, busy getting
3: like, his hand stitched up. Right, like, that makes sense. It's just a thing of, like, the, the real reason is they just wanted Ben Horne in this
2: scene. Oh, okay, sure. I mean, it it makes sense to me if, you know, that's Leland's business partner.
3: Yeah, uh, that's and true. perhaps
2: And perhaps friend. Yeah, no,
3: that, that's entirely fair. It, it makes sense um they like Albert it just pulls out a power drill to take to Laura's skull yeah uh and Hayward uh just pulls the plug on it and they are about to like start getting physical with one another when Coop and Truman come in yeah. and uh Albert's gonna be like hey oh good Cooper you're here uh the doctor is interfering with official FBI business you need to arrest him
2: right <gasps> Prick. and then he starts talking all kinds of shit. Uh, and Truman punches him in the damn face. Punches uh, him right in the fucking face, and yeah. uh, which he deserves, frankly. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh.
3: Yeah. I do like Truman moves to hit him some more until Cooper steps in.
2: Yes. <laughs> yeah, like he's like,
3: yeah, yeah, like you know, stay in
1: the car. <laughs> yeah. He punches yeah. him
2: so hard he falls over the body. Yeah. Uh, which you know, uh, not great, but right. uh. Yeah, he's he's like, oh, that's nice. You hit me. That's great. How appropriate. No, I, I love this exchange with Cooper and it's Albert. It's so
3: good. Cooper, Cooper says, oh, no, the ship, Truman didn't mean anything by it. He hit me. Well, he meant to do that. <laughs> <laughs> that he did mean to do that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Cooper orders Albert to release the body and stop being a dick. And yes. uh, that's where we're left here for now. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's time for more Invitation to Love. That's right. Where we have,
1: the, the thing is that a actress is playing
3: uh, two characters at the same time. Yeah, Selena Swift as Emerald and Jade.
2: Oh, I didn't catch that. That's really funny. <laughs> uh-huh. Leland yeah. is
3: watching this uh, on his TV as he's getting, yeah, like you said, I guess that's his hand up. He's getting probably getting his up. hand patched up, yeah. That makes sense. I, I didn't figure that out, but yeah, you're totally he right. He was bleeding a lot last time. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that totally tracks. Um... And then in walks his niece, Madeline, who's played by Cheryl Lee, the actress that plays Laura. Oh, wait, what? Oh, yeah, yeah, you didn't catch that? (laughs) No.
2: Yeah, she's just in a brunette wig and glasses. Oh. Yeah. All right. No, I did not Uh, catch that at all. Yeah, we talked about this
3: a little bit last time. What happened was they... Cheryl Lee was basically completely unknown. She was like, I think, like a theater actor in like the area that they were filming because uh, they just needed a pretty girl to lay on a you know slab, basically. Uh, didn't really matter. if She was a good actress. And then as they were working with her, they're like, oh, fuck, wait, she's actually like really good. Yeah. And I assume they did the Red Room scene with her and were especially like, God damn it. She's actually a really good actor. And we're kind of wasting her because she's a dead body on the show. We should come up with a reason to use her in the show. Okay. So now she is also playing Laura's identical twin cousin, Maddie.
2: Okay, sure. <laughs> Did not realize that at all. I guess because I don't have, like, a picture of Cheryl Lee in my brain. No, that's entirely fair.
1: Yeah, yeah. 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 It's just, it's a fun thing that they've set up with the, um,
3: the soap opera. Yes.
2: Mm, I see. Right,
3: yeah, you get the soap opera of an actress playing two roles, and then Cheryl Lee comes in in her second role. I see. Yeah. Uh, Meanwhile, at the Double R Diner, Norma is talking to, I guess this is her husband's parole officer. Yeah. And uh, talking about he has his parole hearing coming up soon, and with her support, uh, he thinks that, her husband will be fully released. Do they say her husband's name? Because I'm Hank? blanking on what it is. Hank. That's right. Uh, Yeah. Yes. He'll probably be released, especially if she helps him uh, get gainful employment. And she's like, yeah, I own this fucking diner. So that'll be so, fine. Yes.
2: Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll find employment. Uh,
3: But yeah, like, and then the guy's like, how come like pe- the, the guys aren't like, how come like you aren't dating someone right now? <laughs> yeah. How come the guys aren't beating down your door? And she just says, well, I just tell them that I've got a husband who's in jail for manslaughter and uh, is about to be released and become a member of society again. And he's yeah, like, I gotta go. Uh-huh. Yeah, she she says, like,
1: like, it is about to be released. And then, like, there's a kind of a pause where she goes, it is going to be an upstanding member of society. Uh-huh. Like, she's like, oh, I guess I should say this in front of his. Uh-huh.
2: Uh-huh. Guess I gotta say that in front of the parole officer.
3: Yeah, the parole officer's like, eh, oh alright. Okay. Okay. He's like, all I right. gotta
2: leave. But who
3: cares about that? Cooper saw some ducks. That's all that matters. That's fucking He's right. Po- Again, extreme
1: golden retriever vibes. Absolutely.
2: <laughs> My fucking god! Look at these ducks! <laughs> But, uh, yeah,
3: him and Truman are headed out to talk to Leo Johnson because of the bottle test last episode. Um, Truman basically explains, like, Leo's the kind of guy that you keep on a list. He's definitely involved in some criminal activity, but we haven't actually caught him in the act. We don't have any, like, hard evidence against him, but it's kind of just a matter of time before we catch him doing something. Yeah. Uh, he's chopping wood, and, uh... Cooper is just like asking him if he knew Laura Palmer, all this, you know, just basic questions. Well, like
1: his, yeah, his first one is like, Leo, is that shirt for Leonard He's like, that's a fucking question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um but then uh yeah, he asks like if he has a criminal record and then just immediately spouts off his entire criminal record. Right, yeah.
3: right after Leo says he doesn't and yeah, he- Leo's just like, oh, I've, I've paid my debt to society. <laughs> yes. It's fun because Leo's usual shtick of just intimidating everybody he talks to just doesn't work on Cooper. Yeah, it just does not work at all.
1: Uh, It's it's like there's no thought behind those eyes, but there are so many
3: thoughts behind those eyes. (laughs) Right, yeah, yeah. That it it all kind of comes nothing. Uh Uh-huh. He reminds us that he was in Butte, Montana the night that uh, Laura died, but... I mean, we also know he couldn't have possibly been in Butte, Montana, because he couldn't have gotten home that fast.
2: So true. So, hmm, huh? hmm, 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 hmm. hmm. Who can say? I sure hope he wasn't selling cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, would that be a faux pas.
3: Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, the uh, Briggs family is getting ready for Laura's funeral. Bobby is just being weird at a statue of Jesus. Yeah, he's having a moment with this cross. Like he starts off by like raising his arms in imitation of it, and then he like reaches up to pull it off the wall or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but his dad comes into the room, and they have a conversation. And Major Briggs is still Major Briggs.
2: I was gonna say a conversation is really stretching it. Yeah, Briggs. Major Briggs, Briggs, Briggs kind of just... monologues at him for a little while. Uh huh. And while uh, Bobby burns his own hand with his lighter. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> Trying to look cool. Idiot. Right.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
3: yeah. But basically, what like Bobby's dad is trying to be like empathetic towards him and just be like, "Listen, I understand this is a really hard day. I've had to deal with people dying, and it's always horrible, especially when it's someone who's too young." Um. But I don't. Everyone want you to who be...
2: dies in war dies too young.
3: Yeah. 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 Uh. But I don't want you to be afraid of the funeral today, and that sets Bobby off. Yes. What The
2: fuck you mean? I'm not afraid. I'm gonna turn that funeral
3: upside down. Afraid?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love Bobby. He sucks he's so bad. I was gonna say he's such a little freak, but I mean it derogatory this time right. instead yeah, yeah, yeah. of instead of Audrey, <laughs> I, who I mean it with all the love in my heart. I
1: didn't realize that the mom was wearing a smiley button. But uh-huh.
3: <laughs> yeah, God. Bobby to me is a little freak Parentheses derogatory Second parentheses complimentary
2: (laughs) Yes yes. He sucks and we love that about him (laughs) (laughs) Except Um, if he died I would not feel bad about him
3: Sure yeah 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 Hey remember when James said that Laura told him That Bobby killed
2: somebody Yeah (laughs) I do remember that Yeah Uh.
1: I uh, Then we go back to police station We get another bit of not great you know, native mysticism around
3: Hawk. Oh, yeah, because we have to establish that Hawk is a tracker. Yes. yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, not not ideal. I mean, like, also you could just say detective. Right. Yeah. Fu- yes. You don't They're, have to deliberately invoke that fucking trope.
2: Yeah, but how else would they get him to talk about the Blackfoot legend at the end of this episode yeah. without establishing yeah. that?
3: Yeah, yeah, Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, But, yeah, Albert kind of goes through what he was able to get from the short period of time he had with the body, uh, which includes uh, he tested the envelope, confirmed that it's cocaine, like Cooper thought. Um, it, yeah, he is just so shitty throughout this. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He found fibers of uh, two different kinds of twine embedded in her skins, which means she was tied up twice uh, over the course of the night. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, and yeah, specifically you thought, The way that she was
1: uh, Tied at least one time uh, Has her arms Go
3: backwards Right yeah. which links up with uh, You know I feel like I know her But sometimes my arms bend back yeah. Kind of giving us an idea of the ways in which Cooper's dream are going to correlate To the murder Yes
1: mm-hmm. uh, uh, And then uh, there some, was some soap On the back of her neck That came from, uh, the, like, the killer washed his hands and then leaned in for a kiss. Yeah, Yeah. grabbed the back of her neck and kissed her.
3: Gross! Yeah, uh uh-huh. Uh, and also there are bite marks on Laura's back that seem to be from some kind of animal, but because Albert didn't have more time, he can't narrow it down beyond that.
1: Yes. Yeah, and, uh... Truman is the one who, like, says, like, oh, an animal, and he's like, oh, was trying
3: to think. Uh-huh, yeah. yeah. Rude. Uh, the last clue that Albert found is a piece of plastic that was partially digested in her stomach with uh what looks like the letter J on it. Yes. Yeah. I think I have two different letters we found inside of Laura.
2: <laughs> the other one was an well, R?
3: I think it was an R, yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, well...
1: I don't know if it was inside lore. The it was under her fingernail. Yeah, yeah.
2: Mm. That's inside enough. I feel like.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he did have to dig deep enough to go. He had to get in there. It was pretty pretty gross. Uh huh.
2: Um,
1: Yeah, yeah. It's time for the funeral, and uh, Uh, no, no,
2: no. Yeah, yeah.
1: No, I was going to
3: get into that. Okay. Uh, Yeah, yeah, Truman walks out of the room Yeah, because of the funeral, you're right
2: Oh yeah, Uh, I'm sorry
3: Yeah, Albert holds Cooper back Because he has uh, a Like, report he's written up About Truman assaulting him That Cooper needs to sign off on And, uh, Cooper Like, loses his temper To the greatest degree we've seen him do so far He just kinda stresses him the fuck down He's not yelling, but he's very, like, terse And just saying, like Yet, you're lucky that all he did is punch you with the way you've been acting. Uh, you know, murder means something out here. It's not just a s- statistic. Uh, you know, it's there's, there's, like, good common folk out here. You know, a way of life that I thought had died out. And you're just being a real mean guy, Albert. Uh,
1: and, yeah, the, the, the best part is you're lucky that I don't you know, do my own report, that would have you so deep in a building in Washington you'll never see the sun. <laughs>
2: uh-huh. Uh-huh, get his ass.
3: Yeah, so Albert leaves in a huff, and Cooper pulls out his tape recorder to uh, tell Diane to look into uh, how his, like, pension plan works with buying land because he might want to buy some property in Twin Peaks.
2: I was like, aw. Oh, Aww. Yeah.
3: He's got to he- uh, he's gone local.
2: Took <laughs> it took forty-eight hours, but my god.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think I think he was like
2: twelve hours. He was like already like Yeah, no, he well, saw those fucking trees. And he's like, I gotta be here.
3: Yeah, it's kinda of what I was saying in the first episode. Cooper kind of decides in advance that this is the best town ever, and then like embraces everything that agrees with that and kinda of shrugs off everything that doesn't. <laughs> yes. Um meanwhile we're with uh Ed and Norma as Ed is just looking at like some like mantle decorative piece she has got some spe- like special moments style. Yeah, 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 that kind but, of thing. But like
1: they also progressively kind of get weirder. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's one that is a lady with an eye patch. Oh, that I didn't
2: see that. <laughs>
1: I think there is.
3: I,
2: it, yes, it's not, no, there absolutely is.
1: Oh, God,
3: now I'm going back to the
2: look. It's not on
1: the same Here. eye that... Oh, Hulu won't let you do a screenshot. Oh, God, Fuck you're this. totally
3: right! Yeah.
2: All <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. that rules!
1: Yeah, it's not on the same side as Edna, but... Uh, Nadine? Or Nadine. I Honestly, do like Edna. the idea of them being Ed and Edna. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Edna is my uh, gender swap of uh, uh-huh. being Ed. Yeah.
2: I think we need to start calling him Big Ed.
3: Yeah, everybody yes. else in the
2: show calls him Big Ed. Yeah, Big
3: Ed's what he goes by. That's, yeah, we, we can call him Big Ed. He's got a gas farm. He does have a gas farm. That we can't forget about that. <laughs> uh, Nadine has like, you know, she talks about how, you know, she's felt distant from him lately. But after last night, she feels like they're really a, a couple again.
2: And we get which a little is, bit of their backstory. Yeah, go ahead. Which is not to say they fucked, but I think when she when he figured out the fucking uh, drape runner, I don't think they did anything besides that. Yeah,
3: yeah. Ed did not seem like he was in much of a, a sex mood after that.
2: Ed right now has never looked... He looks so fucking bored. He hates this woman.
3: Yeah, he's just staring off into the middle distance as she gives like this soulful monologue about how... When they were in high school, and uh, Ed and Norma were a couple together, um, you know, she would just kind of watch them from afar, because, you know, she was just so in love with Big Ed. But, you know, she was just she was just a nobody. Nobody would ever notice her, but she just knew that if she ever got the chance, uh, if Big Ed got to know her, he would fall in love with her. And she's yeah. so happy that she's definitely right about that. That they're going to be together forever, and...
1: Ed's just like, yep. Yep. <laughs> um, he's, yeah, Ed's just thinking about
3: Norma's pie. Ed just has, like, the sound of silence playing in his head.
2: She is kissing him, and he is doing nothing.
3: Yeah, uh-huh. Uh, and then a motorcycle pulls up outside, and, uh, is like, oh, that's James. And Nadine says, James who? Which... This scene starts to imply that maybe Nadine is has some mental issues that, maybe. like, beyond just being a very angry
2: person. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. She's got some brain In problems. In addition to her super strength. Right, like, is... That, that's tr- I forgot about her super
3: strength. She does have super strength. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, she forgot about her nephew that she's taking care of. Yes. she. It, it's an odd moment that, like, doesn't really go anywhere, at least for now.
2: It just kind of yeah. planting something. Yeah.
3: Uh, meanwhile, Audrey continuing to be a little freak.
2: No, I'm sorry. You need to talk about how James is in the. He is stanced up in oh, this entryway. He true. looks <laughs> stanced <laughs> up, biggest weeb in history, in this fucking leather jacket. Take it off. You can't do it. You can't pull it off, man. But he's he's stanced up. He's I'm not going to the funeral. I just can't. I just can't, can't do it. I can't go. You can't see me, but I'm doing his arm thing. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell from the voice.
1: It's one of those impressions that you need to, like, fully embody, even you if gotta it's... You get the whole
3: thing. Uh-huh. Uh, But yeah, yes, as I was saying, Audrey, being a weird little freak, she's hearing her parents arguing through a door and decides to just slip into a secret passage to spy on them.
2: I yeah. love this. I love this for her.
3: Uh-huh. How much fucking... Like, given who her dad and uncle are, how much shit must she have seen by spying on people like this? Oh, so much. Uh-huh. Yes, I There's- feel like this alone answers a lot of questions about what the fuck is wrong with Audrey.
2: Yeah, and also her knowing that he sings to her.
3: Yeah. To, yeah, to yeah, Laura. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah, this is absolutely how she knows that.
3: Right. Um, Audrey's parents are having a very heated argument about Johnny because he won't take the war bonnet off and he can't wear that to the funeral. Um, and just really being awful. Both of them. Yes. Like, just really saying some nasty shit about their son. Yes. Awful. Hate
2: it. Don't care for it.
3: And what especially sucks is what Audrey specifically sees through, like, her peephole is Dr. Jacoby working with Johnny to, like... Gently coax the war bonnet off of him Yes And Johnny does it voluntarily Dr. Jacoby's a piece of shit jackass And he is able to Yeah and he's able to help him To help him Clearly all Johnny needs is somebody to be A little patient with him Just a little bit Like it sucks so bad Um Yep Anyway, then we're at the f- yeah. Not much else to say other than it sucks. Yeah, like like I said, uh, episode or two ago, like the horns are very wealthy. There's no good reason why Johnny can't be being cared for better than he is, other than they are hateful people. Yep. Yes. I
1: think uh,
3: Audrey kind of knows that.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Which which is why she feels so like does feel honestly bad that one of, like, Johnny's, like, few actual connections with someone was
2: Laura.
3: Right. Definitely. Um, But, yeah, then we're at the funeral uh, where, you know, the priest is giving sort of a eulogy and a prayer. And, uh, you know, this is the guy who baptized Laura and taught her in Sunday school. I feel like Cooper is mainly here so he can watch other people at the funeral to get inklings about, like, leads. Yes Because yes. he's not like looking down He's just watching everybody else react throughout. It's really this. weird that he's
2: in the front row Yeah that is true yeah, It's yeah, really weird probably. that he is one step away from the casket
1: Yeah yeah And Like yeah like big Ed's
2: also in that front row <laughs> Right A lot of people in the front row I'm like Are we sure we arranged this right yeah, no. The, all, all
3: the main characters.
1: In the yeah, front I was going say
3: that the
2: funeral was not
3: arranged by who was closest to Laura, but by the call sheet of the show. Yeah. Um, well, James shows up to the funeral, but he does yeah. like the thing that cool guys in action <laughs> movies do, where he just kind of hides behind a tree to watch. But he does it the least cool way possible. <laughs> yes, absolutely.
2: <laughs> Mostly um, by being James. Right. Yeah. The long lady is right next to the priest, though. Uh Yes.
1: I I do also like that the the priest, like, he gives his little, like, well, she always said I talk too much, and so I won't make that mistake here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, It's it's nice. It's a a good sad joke.
3: Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, the priest finishes, and Johnny kind of yells amen in a way that is a little disruptive, but people are being patient about it because yeah. most people here are not monsters
0: <laughs> even Except as like his Bobby
3: <laughs> well yeah his dad is like yanking on him to shut him up and then Bobby just starts screaming amen like half mocking Johnny it sucks yep Bobby obviously going through it right now but you know you can't be doing this can't be doing this uh but he kind of shoves his way to the front and starts to talk like just Yell at everybody at the funeral that they're all hypocrites and that each and every one of them knew full well that Laura was not well, that she was in trouble. And instead of helping her, we just ignored it until it got to this point, And now we're going to pretend like we're sad about it. Yep. Which there's probably something to that based on what we know so far. Yeah. Like, based on what we know about how Laura was spending her time, there's no way there weren't warning signs. Right. And also,
2: I think this is maybe also Bobby crying out for help a little bit. Oh, 100%. Yes. Uh, And yeah, he tells everyone to just save their prayers because Laura would have laughed
3: at them anyway. And that pisses off James, who rushes in. Yeah. And Bobby and James start fighting at the funeral as everyone else fights to separate them.
2: I'm sorry, James. But from what I know about Laura, I think he might have been right about this one, team. Yeah
3: I, think, yeah, I think Bobby
2: might have known Laura better than you, James. <laughs> a little bit
3: better, James. Maybe he didn't know her as well as he thought he did, but he knew her better than
2: you. Yeah, I think so.
3: Um, and um. in the chaos, the coffin starts to get lowered, and Leland has another um, episode like he had last episode. That was a bad way to phrase uh-huh. that, but no, you know what good. I mean? And he just dives on top of the casket, like hugging it and sobbing. And that makes the mechanism lowering it kind of freak out. And it just starts, like, pumping up and down weirdly as, like, every time someone, like, tries to grab him to pull him up, it lowers back down. And it's, like, this weird, it would be a dumb slapstick scene if it wasn't everybody sobbing.
2: Yes. And, and, uh, Sarah? Sarah, yeah. yeah
1: Sarah yelling, don't ruin this.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: Yep. Sad. Sad. Mm-hmm. Very Palmer's sad. Still sad. Still sad. Uh, Shelley, however, thinks it's hilarious. Shelley does think it's very funny <laughs>
3: because she is then seen in the next scene relating what happened to some dudes at the diner, just some old guys, and she's just reenacting it with like,
2: like you know, standing on her with the automatic thing, you know? napkin dispenser.
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Which... And she thinks it's hilarious, and these old guys think it's hilarious.
2: You know, if it uh, if it wasn't the day of the funeral. It might be pretty funny. might be pretty funny, but, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know.
1: All um, right. Also, maybe not the best place to say that, but I think Audrey's hair in this episode looked really great.
2: Yeah. Audrey's got good hair. <laughs> I agree. I personally did not care for the funeral look, but that's just my, my personal taste. It's, like, taste. very
3: slicked back.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm not a big fan of all that, but, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
3: Uh, uh, but this Big Ed, is, Hawk this and is Truman a meeting place Yeah, yeah Big Ed Hawk and Truman are sitting in a booth And they're talking about something Ed's just like, listen, I'm telling you Harry There's just no possible way he's gonna know As Cooper walks in Because he got a note <laughs> Yeah And uh, they have Norma bring him A slice of pie And uh, as soon as she walks away Cooper's like, ah, so Ed, how long have you and Norma Been seeing each other? <laughs>
2: How long have you been in love with Nora? Or with right. Norba? <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, big Ed, you lost the bet." Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like you're paying for coffee and pie. Uh-huh.
3: Um, and Truman is here to tell Cooper about the Bookhouse boys.
2: About the Bookhouse boys cuz somebody's been running cocaine in this little town Twin Peaks and we can't have that.
3: Yeah. He's running. like, oh, I didn't know you were a deputy bigot. Right, and he's he's not officially, but hey, if someone's uh selling drugs to kids in my town, then that's everybody's jurisdiction.
1: Yeah, I I like again, like they say, like someone's been running drugs from across the border. Like it's Right. <laughs> right. Like,
3: up to Evil Canada Yeah. <laughs> Canada, the dead of evil. <laughs> it's um, fucked and, yeah. up, up north. Cooper uh, Truman gives this whole little speech about how like Now, Cooper, you've only been here a little while, but I know you've noticed things are a little different here in Twin Peaks, and that's That's how we like it. But there's a price that we have to pay for living this way. There's There's something in the forest. There's something (laughs) out in those woods. (laughs) All what you want, a presence, a a darkness. A great It's been out there for as long as we can remember. And, uh, you know, but that's why we've also always been here to fight it.
1: I love, like, this is the moment where, like, for the last three episodes, you're like, oh, Harry is like... A normal guy, like, uh-huh. was just like, oh, well this, this, you know, Cooper guy, he's wacky. Yeah. And in this one, he's like, reveals himself to be like, no, I'm also of that weird shit. Yeah, something a- makes
2: perfect sense why he went along with the Tibetan rock throwing shit. Now, I have to tell you, Cooper, I am part of a secret society. <laughs> Truman sits Cooper down and says, now, Cooper,
3: I know Twin Peaks looks like an idyllic small town. <laughs> But the truth is, it's secretly got a dark side. <laughs> got a
2: dark side, and also now that you've been here for seventy-two hours, yeah, I have to tell you and about now that my secret.
1: Dating, I feel like I <laughs> should put you in our special club. I don't want to lie to you about this. Uh-huh This is an important part of me, and I feel like you should know about it. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Here, here, let me
3: show you our cool eye thing we do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they're they're a little secret sign they do to let you know that you're part of the Bookhouse Boys.
2: Why do they do it at random?
3: <laughs> I I will say that the I
1: the pie and ice cream he gets here makes me want a pie and ice cream so bad.
2: It does sound good.
1: Yeah, it's the place that pies go when they die.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I guess I I understand the implication is pie heaven, right? But that's not a good way to say that. Cooper. It does seem like it's more of a pie hell, given yes, that it sounds like pie they're pie hell. Here. <laughs>
1: uh, I mean, I think he said that in like the first episode about that this Twin Peaks must be where uh, cops go when they
3: die. Oh no, you know he's, this- he sees all the donuts, he says, Ah, the policeman's dream. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> the vibe I get from Cooper at this point is he has been a desperately lonely man for who knows how long, and he is just so excited to be around nice people that will be his friend.
2: Because you, you have to assume he is mostly around people like Albert, right? Yes, 100%. Yes. That's what the FBI is.
3: Yeah, so like he gets like a little bit of, oh, these people are just basically decent. I'm going to immediately latch onto them. Yeah, Secret Society, yeah, fuck it. I'm all in,
2: man. Let's I go. I love that. I want to join your Secret Society. Can Please let me cool be a part I of the Turbo too? Team. <laughs> will, you, will you let me do the eye thing <laughs> I want to put my finger on my face please
3: Yeah uh, Cause they take him to the book house uh, Of which, where the, they keep the which The titular boys are named That's where they keep the
2: boys <laughs> uh, this, is just, this is just guys being dudes <laughs> This is the most guys being dudes and it turns out that
3: uh, James and his uh, apparent friend that he has from the first
2: episode are also Bookhouse boys. This guy's not real. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's a deep fake. He's A.I. generated. <laughs> I think what this is, this guy's a Bookhouse
3: boy. And he. All right. Yeah, James, I guess <laughs> I have to just, help you out. <laughs> what's it, his name's Nate? Something like that. I don't even remember. He just
2: belongs to the Bookhouse.
3: I don't think he's had a single line of dialogue. Or no, in the first episode, come on, I'll take you to James. That's it. <laughs> oh, is this that guy? Yeah, okay. it's that guy. Yeah.
2: Sure. Uh-huh.
3: Uh huh. But they have a man bound and gagged in here, which does not seem legal to me. <laughs> Listen, sometimes you got to be part of the bookhouse. <laughs> and Cooper does not bat an eye at this. He was like two seconds of being like jeez, Big I don't really see how this is your jurisdiction. But I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're just, like, abducting people and interrogating them under shady circumstances? Fuck yeah, dude. This is normal for him. We know this. He's in (laughs) the FBI. That's true. You know what? Fair enough.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Also, I like that they're evil French Canadians.
3: They're evil French Canadians. This is Bernard Renault, the younger brother of Jacques Renault, the the bartender at the 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 roadhouse. I am not a seller. It's for personal use uh-huh. Yeah he's like oh, why don't you ask my brother Jacques Renault about these uh, Criminals you think you have
1: Uh Jacques When is he like- has the like Cause it's like a just like a red handkerchief And like they put it around his like Neck and now he just looks like a
3: One of the dudes from Dexters Midnight Runners <laughs> Uh, but, yeah, Jacques Renault is walking into work, but they've lit up the red light in front of the uh, the roadhouse, which is his
2: sign to skedaddle on out of here. Yeah, he he calls Leo. He's like, you got to get me out of here, man. You got to move me across the border. Yeah. The bus lights on. They got Bernard.
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he walks out. Shelly's like, oh, where are you going? Fuck you. Yeah, fuck uh, you.
2: That's where I'm going.
3: Yeah. Uh, which she probably should have stuck around Because it turns out Shelly got a gun Yeah, yeah. And uh, she has like a uh, cabinet in the kitchen Where she's also hiding his bloody denim shirt yep. And she just sticks that gun on in there I'm gonna need this
2: later Yep
3: Uh
2: Truman Scary. leaves I hope she kills him Yeah Truman leaves the
3: interrogation to go make out with Josie Yes, correct. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Listen, I understand. And <laughs> yeah. they're talking about how Josie thinks that Catherine and uh, Ben are scheming to get her. You know, she's wondering if the boating accident that her husband was in was really an accident after all. And, you know, if they if they killed him, then they could kill her, too.
2: Well, not uh, only because she's wondering if it was an accident. It's she heard them say it was not an accident. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, she does right. say. I heard them say uh, that she would never suspect that it was the two of them. Just like Andrew's death.
3: Right. So yes. she takes Truman over to uh, the safe where she found the two ledgers uh, last episode and is going to show him. But there's only one in there now, and it looks totally normal and okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, she the the bad lady. my favorite character is listening. Catherine. Yeah. Catherine. Is listening.
3: Yeah, it turns out there's an intercom system in this house and Catherine's just listening to the whole fucking conversation. And it just cut to her when like there's only one ledger in the safe. She's just hugging the other ledger. And put in her yeah.
1: secret safe.
3: Yeah, she's got like a false bottom in her desk drawer. Like, motherfucker, you think I only got one secret compartment in this mansion?
1: Yeah. Uh yeah, and then the fisherman comes in and asks about the Tackle Box and she's like you bastard. If, if, if you, you know, want to get into my safe, just say it to my face like a man. I'll check in the truck. <laughs> he almost sounds like Torgo. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> what, for like Manos?
2: From Manos. <laughs> Great. What's up with Pete, man? Uh, Pete's just trying to live his best
3: life. He just wants to fish and run a lumber mill, that's all. Yeah. He's And of his a weird dang dude. wife won't stop doing schemes. Yeah. Uh, Cooper, I guess, decided that the best way to spend his time is to stake out Laura Palmer's grave and just hassle anybody that comes by in the middle of the night. I mean, he's right to. He is correct <laughs> yeah. to do so. Yeah, because Dr. Jacoby comes out here to uh, pay his respects, and they have a little chat. And uh, Jacoby talks about how, like, yeah, listen, everyone thinks I'm this, like, great doctor. No, they don't. Uh, (laughs) But, you know, I I listen to all these people's problems. They think that you're the only doctor. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, I I listen to their problems. The truth is, I don't really care. I hate people. I'm a real piece of shit, Agent Cooper. But, you know, I I really didn't think anyone was ever going to get through to me again until I met Laura.
2: Okay, freak.
3: Yeah. That's a teenager. weirdo. Yeah. Also, he has uh, forsaken his normal Hawaii attire to be a weird cowboy tonight.
2: Yeah, he's got themes.
3: Uh-huh. <laughs> he he comes out
1: with that like coat slash cape and that fucking like cowboy hat, and it almost looks like he's like doing some like late period Orson Welles cosplay. Absolutely, yes, yes, yes.
0: <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. he's. Is- He is very torn up in a way that I'm, it's, it's uncomfortable that you're this upset about it. Like, you shouldn't have had the kind of relationship with Laura that would make you feel this upset. Yes. There's nothing okay about this. Sucks, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then we cut back to Josie and Truman making out some more. You know, he's reassuring her that nothing bad will ever happen to her as long as he's around.
2: Man, something bad's going to happen to her while he's around.
3: <laughs> yeah, that is the kind um, of
2: thing you say right before
3: something bad happens. Yeah, uh, uh, and they then, fuck on the floor. Yeah, she's got
2: to have a bed for that. <laughs> <laughs> Sheriff Truman would not kiss her toes. <laughs> I'm just putting that out there in general. I think if she yeah. wanted her toes kissed, Truman would do it. Maybe he wouldn't like it though. Right, but Benjamin you know, Horns yeah. a real freak. <laughs>
1: Uh, but th- yeah, then we get some more uh, native mysticism with
3: uh, Hawk. Right. Yeah. Cooper asks him if he believes in a soul and he says several, you know, and he talks about like an old Blackfoot legend about, you know, you have multiple souls. You have the waking soul and then you have like the dreaming, the dreaming soul, soul that wanders to different places. I did. a. L- I tried to figure out if this is even actually a Blackfoot legend or if they just made this shit up for the show and had a hard time researching it.
2: Yeah, I imagine that you would.
3: Yeah. Um, I did find, like, some good essays on, like, um, indigenous folks talking about how Twin Peaks uses indigenous people, uh, which were good reads. Um, also found stuff from Michael Horse, the guy who plays Hawk, who, for what it's worth, is very proud of this character and feels like it is not... He disagrees with the idea that it is just a bunch of shitty, like the one Indian that helps the cowboys fight all the other Indians trope. Sure. Uh, I, don't,
1: I don't think it's that specifically, but I think that they are... Yeah.
3: ...playing, uh, with those kind of themes. Uh, they're definitely invoking that stuff. The, the counter-argument is that it's, like, subversive, because he goes through that whole speech, and then, uh, he like, says, like, you know, Dreaming Souls travel to, like, the land of the dead and stuff, and Cooper says, is that where Laura is, and... His response is, ah, she's in the ground. That's all I know for sure. It's like, oh, yeah. see, he doesn't actually believe in that stuff. He's just here to lure dump about it.
1: Yeah, it's still... Yeah. I still feel weird about it.
3: And I think that's... Yeah,
1: I also still feel weird about it. Um, But what's really important to this scene is dance with me. Yeah,
2: because uh, yeah, uh, we we we're having, having the, the, time. the traditional post-funeral swing dance. Yeah, what the fuck is happening here, man? I guess this must just have no relationship to the funeral It's just Yeah, this is just at the Great Northern Yeah, but I mean, how did Leland get here?
3: Yeah, there's like a bunch of folks dancing together
2: I
1: I would not be surprised if uh, Sarah maybe did not want him
3: at the house after Yeah, yeah And he just stumbles into the dance floor And is just sobbing and asking somebody to dance with him until he just collapses in the middle of the floor and Truman and Hawk or uh, Cooper and Hawk go to get him and like take him home.
2: Yeah.
1: Sad. Sad. Yeah. Yeah, like but like he is like the entire time is like miming that he's dancing with someone. Yeah, and it it's like he's
3: begging somebody please dance with me.
2: Yeah. He's yeah. still he's still got the dance curse.
3: He's still got the dance curse.
1: Well, I I, as I I kind of wrote it in the, like, notes for the, like, it's all about the, like, the father-daughter dance, like, that idea.
3: Well, 100%. Yeah, that's definitely what they're going for here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And that's that's episode four of Twin Peaks. It's really interesting, because, like, this is,
1: other than the time uh, that they used a handheld camera in the woods in the last episode, yeah. this is the first time we kind of get a handheld camera thing, but it's just as... A Pan as he walks over. Yeah, it's like, not uh,
3: like, you know, they're really emphasizing how, like, shaky and uneven the camera is in the wood scene because it's supposed to be panicked. This is more just like. It's. It, it, it's putting you in the
1: shoes of someone who is just watching this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, how, the camera's like,
3: wobbling, but not, like, a lot.
1: Yes, it, it
3: just how kind of awkward it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, it's, it's a good, good scene, good show for the most part. (laughs) Yeah. And then I
1: was like, oh, is there going to be like another like big cliffhanger? And then it's like, no, that's just kind of ending on this like
3: sad, sour note. Yeah. 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 Uh, I think I already know what both of you are going to say, but I'm going to ask because I'm curious. Uh Uh-huh. Given what we've seen now and given the, the conversation about like cracking the code, solving the crime, who do you think killed Laura Palmer?
2: Uh, Twin Peaks. Uh-huh. The whole town. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Sure. That's
2: fair. But That's mean, a reason. It's, to... like,
1: it's like a Orient Express
3: thing. Uh-huh. I don't know if it's that literal. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think so.
3: I don't, I don't think the entire town ganked up to murder Laura Palmer. I think
1: it was Maggie Simpson. <laughs>
3: <laughs> this is gonna be a very fun pattern where I'm going to ask that question every episode and never get a straight answer because you're not trying to figure it out, because that's, and that's okay. No, that's just not I'm how just, you're engaging I'm with just it. just
2: vibing, bro. And you're
3: yeah, allowed no, to just I, vibe with it.
1: We, we've talked about this over multiple podcasts. I am always like, well, I could just wait till they, they, tell, they talk about it.
3: Right, whereas <laughs> I am just very much uh, the kind of person that's like, no, 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 this is a game now, and I want to win it. I want to figure it out before they tell me.
2: Uh, I think uh, I would be with something else But not Twin Peaks Because I know it's about the vibes
3: Yeah, it's about the vibes Um, it, yeah it, It's, I'm, mostly I'm just very curious about how I would have Approached this mystery If I didn't go into this show Already knowing every detail of it yeah. Uh, so, you know I'm trying to mine some, some Vicarious mystery solving Out of you two, but yeah, yeah. No, That's fair, yeah No,
2: I will not be doing this <laughs> sorry uh,
3: it's I guess it's also worth saying uh, you know kind of relating to yeah the dream sequence for sure and like the show within a show stuff um there have been a few lines already where people talk about how they feel like they're in a dream like um when Donna was talking to her mom about falling in love yeah. with James she's she specifically says like oh I just feel like I'm in a dream or something. Like, I'm in the most, like, the most horrible nightmare and the most beautiful dream. Or, like, Audrey hears the Twin Peaks soundtrack and starts talking about how dreamy it sounds. Yeah. Uh, a lot of dream shit in this show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess, I guess I'm just saying that's something to pay attention to for later. <laughs> okay. Uh. Do you guys want questions?
2: Yeah. Sure.
1: Um. I asked people to ask us about shitty FBI guys, hidden passageways, and secret societies. Okay. Okay. Uh, from at Max Knightley, Maxie, uh, what's your secret handshake? Oh gosh. Um, I feel like I would have like a overly complicated one, like fucking baseball players oh, do. Too,
2: oh yeah, the ba- <laughs> 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 they do. They do be having a lot of handshakes in baseball. Hmm. Hmm. That's true. I've never been one for secret handshakes. Believe it or not, about me.
3: <laughs> yeah. I, me neither, believe it or not, about me. I feel like that might actually come as a surprise. Yeah, was actually a yeah. surprise. <laughs> I, w- I would not be surprised if you pitch secret handshakes to people in high school. I don't remember doing that, but I'm not going to say it didn't happen. Because <laughs> <laughs> that does sound on brand. That's the problem with secret handshakes, though. You need somebody else who buys into the bullshit. Yeah, um... Yeah, like the
1: the closest I ever had was in high school and college. I definitely would do the you know hit the top of someone's fist, hit the bottom of someone's fist, and then fist bump, and then that turns into like a that kind of like handshake hug thing.
2: Oh sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, that that's just normal.
1: But yeah, that's just normal.
2: I I just say like
1: more bigger than a like a normal handshake. Right, right. A right. thing that we will never do again. Right. Yeah. From Chum Percival. Uh, so clearly, everyone wanted their house to have secret passageways as a kid. What did you want yours to start/slash end with?
3: I wanted a TV. And I, I didn't understand how things worked as a kid, so I didn't understand that the TV couldn't really function if you did this. I wanted there to be a button that the screen on the TV could recede and you could climb through the TV box into, like, a staircase that led, like, to a different floor. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I
3: mean, now with a, uh...
1: with flat screens...
3: Right, you could maybe, like, build some complicated thing where it's a flat screen with a fake, like, CRT (laughs) shell around it?
1: Yeah. Hmm. Or, like, it's, like, like, embedded into a wall and then it
2: yeah, yeah, um, really fancy uh, mount. Yeah. Right,
1: right. There's like a few, um, like art exhibits. It's like stuff that have that thing where you will can crawl through a TV. Right. That that just feels like a cool image.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, of course you know there's the bookcase that's always a popular one. I would want like a full like school locker that you open and like walk through. Sure Um I saw a tiktok of someone where Their bathroom was behind a secret bookcase (laughs) Um And there's just like the The book that you like opened it with Uh The title of it would be Uh The title of the book that you opened it with Would change from The Unoccupied Secret To The Occupied Secret
2: Mm, That's pretty good
1: (laughs) And that just seems like a fun time That's pretty good Uh, um, And uh, Fuck Shit Street also asks uh, To add to this, what's the most obscure Convoluted trigger to open said secret passage
3: Ooh, okay
1: Yeah, I want to get like Into like some like bus Kind of thing where you're (laughs) Right Flipping something open, or you're, you're pushing something in and it
2: recedes. No, you <laughs> really want to get into some Resident Evil stuff. No, you do have to solve the puzzle from the end of the first Mist game to get into my secret passage. <laughs> <laughs> I like how much Mist is coming up on this show. I just like Mist. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm not judging.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: Yeah, I. I would just have like the one Criterion movie that I don't like. Uh huh. <laughs> that's the, that's the one you have to know. But Ashley right, would never right. own this. Uh huh.
2: And which which movie is this?
1: I'm trying to think of like a really good example, like Venom. Ven- yeah, the Criterion the version of Venom. the Venom. <laughs> <laughs> the Criterion version of Boyhood. That does actually exist. I don't believe in any of that it they took it took 12 years to make molly
2: i don't fucking care
1: <laughs> to wait for the st- kid to grow up yeah i still love my dad's review of boyhood <laughs> which was what he's like i went to the theater i sat down
3: time passed and then i got up <laughs> 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 yeah i have never seen boyhood i feel like Everything you need to know about boyhood, you learn just by learning how they made it. And like, oh, yeah. that's impressive, I guess. I don't need to really see it though. I can't believe that you spent time off. You could have been making
1: more School of Rocks for this. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Damn.
1: Same director. That it's weird to think about the same director. Um uh, uh, JBU3. Um, uh, do you think Albert practice his his put-downs every morning before he heads into work. No, that's to come the worst part. Yeah, that's yeah. the worst
2: part. It's off the dome. Yeah. Yeah, off that
3: shiny dome. I think he's he's pretty quick-witted. He's got a lot of zingers ready to go.
2: It's just... He does. He, he doesn't, you know, he uses his power for evil. Yeah. You know, the problem is is that he hates small towns specifically. Yeah. He wouldn't be like this if he was, like, in Boston or whatever. Uh-huh.
1: I, I, I get a feeling that, like, even then, like, he is someone who will, like... Bad talk than non FBI agents in like Washington. Oh,
3: absolutely. The well, I, like I, saying, I, I get the impression here at least that like back home, uh, Cooper's the weird guy everybody hates and Albert is like just normal. That's just how people are. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, I, I'm not saying that he isn't liked at his job. I'm just right. saying
1: that like it's something that like if we came into that space, we'd be like, Ugh, this dude seems a little much. <laughs> right. Um. From at uh, non, uh, uh, non-pending. Uh, if you had to form a secret society, what would its purpose be? Hmm.
2: It's this podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you've all been a part of it. <laughs> Welcome to the Bookhouse,
2: baby. Um. I- you can do the weird little thing where you rub your eye. That's fine with us. What is a podcast network if not a secret society? That's, that's true. Well, no. They,
3: yeah, that's, that's no, it's it's just a society then. <laughs> a secret society that's trying to be less secret. But well, you know. we do
2: all, we do all live in a society. We do. Hey, hey now. Yeah. That's true.
1: Uh, mine would all probably just be stealing uh, film print from companies. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, w- I would steal the original Star Wars prints. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know. For Matt Swoodie, two D, what song would you jam out to while going crazy like Mister Palmer? <laughs> Man, I was trying to find like a good clip of that section. Yeah, and then just like upload it with like the like the worst music I could. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> just that fucking song, that, like. You probably know what I'm gonna say here at, like what I'm talking about actually with like they did that experiment to try to make like the worst song ever by just like surveying like what people hate about music and just putting it all in one song yeah yeah where it's like a Walmart jingle with like shitty white person rap over it
1: yes yes uh I would do uh blotting lies by the weekend. <laughs>
2: Uh, what about, uh, Giant Bomb's very famous Lockdown? Sure. You can really have an emotional breakdown yeah, you that. You can have a big emotional breakdown Yeah, got uh, uh, the Wright- trumpet
3: section? Yeah, no, no, I think you had the right answer here. Yeah, I know, that's a
1: really good answer. Uh, from Wright's V, out of all the FBI guys, who's the
2: shittiest? I mean, it's, we, out of the s- sample of size the of two we two, have so yeah. far... I assume we'll meet more FBI guys who will maybe or maybe not be shittier we I will confirm that we will meet more FBI guys. I will not confirm whether or not they're shittier. yeah, I don't need you to that's fine. <laughs> yeah uh that's about it for questions. okay it's great. very
3: fun to me that there's a lot of like basic stuff everybody knows about this show that you don't know it's that's exciting for me I don't I don't know anything. I know I love it. it's so good.
1: Yeah, I've, I specifically have been trying to avoid like looking up things.
3: Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just there's, and, like worry there's, of
1: getting spoiled.
3: There's so much shit that's just gonna be like, oh yeah, yeah. This thing. Let's talk about it. Here we go.
2: <laughs> I don't know who Cheryl Lee is. <laughs> I got nothing.
3: Uh, Luke, where can I find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at ssj speed racer. Uh, You can find other shows I do on AudioEntropy.com, such as MCU Complete Me, which is currently running its miniseries, The Matrix Has You at Hello. Uh, As Ashley said at the top of the show, we did a Matrix Resurrections episode with her as a guest. Yeah, Uh, I uh, Had a a real fun time with that. Uh, I've also been on Teenagers with Attitude lately for the... Holiday episodes where we talk about a shitty kids movie from the 90s slash 2000s. This time we did Small Soldiers. Yeah.
1: yeah. I, w- I, like, legit had nightmares because of that movie. Yeah, that's reasonable. Yeah, I
2: hated that movie as a kid. It's, it's a weird fucking movie. When they took Damn. the
3: brain out didn't like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, And you can find me on Idle on Playtest. It's an actual play RPG podcast that I GM. Uh, Molly's on it. We're playtesting Eidolon Become Your Best Self, a game that me and her have written together. It's a good game. It's a good time.
2: Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. Ashley.
1: You can find me at Yuri Lebrand with an underscore on Twitter dash on Tumblr. Uh, you can also find me at patreon.com slash Ashley Lee Minor. Give Ashley, Give Ashley fucking, fucking money.
2: money. Uh you can find me on Twitter at your friend Mollyath Y E R. You can find me at audioentropy.com, I TheSecondBestGame.club, the uh, as well as I ate a lawn, but that's on audioentropy.com. You can go there. It's a website. You can visit hit the donate button in the upper right hand corner. Give us a little bit of money for host the website. Uh you could also, if you felt like it, leave us a little review on uh, what whatever podcast thing you use to listen to podcasts. And tell everybody how good our show is. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much it. I'm I'm cutting out all the other bullshit that you used <laughs> say. Uh, that's all. Anything else, Ashley? Get us out of here. Until next time. Hell of a podcast.